Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast. If you're interested in World War II, be sure and check out The War. The War is a 277-episode journey through World War II, uh, from the pre-war era all the way to Pearl Harbor and through the war uh, to a little bit of post-war uh, information. It's uh, And we uh, do this through drama, music, uh, comedy, and news programs. Uh, so just a wide variety of different programs, very unique podcasts. Check it out at thewar.greatdetectives.net. Uh, we also still have The Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And the old-time radio Superman show, available at otrsuperman.com. And then check out the video version of this podcast at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Fat Man. The original air date, March the 10th, 1955. And the title is Murder Makes a King's Coffin. There he goes into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scales. 239 pounds. Fortune, danger. Who is it? The Fat Man. And now, here's the fat man in Murder Makes the King's Coffin. And this night I'm talking about, I've gone up to the office to pick up my mail. I'd been busy all day finishing up a case, and I was awful tired. It was about eight o'clock, and all I wanted was a little quiet. <laughs> Runyon? This is Runyon. Oh, thank heaven I found you at last. I've been calling you for two hours. Sorry, I was out all day working on a case. I want you to help me. It's terribly important. They're all important. Please, Mr. Runyon, I need your help. I can't stand it any longer. Who are you? What's the trouble? I'm Mrs. Thomas King, and it's my husband. What about your husband? I... I don't know. Someone's been watching our house. You're sure you're not imagining things? No, no. At first I wasn't sure, but now I'm positive. Today I was followed. It was the same man. He followed me home and he's watching the house right now. Why don't you call the police? I can't call them. My husband won't let me. Why not? I don't know. But last night somebody tried to break into the house. I wanted to call the police, but my, my husband wouldn't let me. He seemed terrified of something and asked me if I wanted to get him killed. Do you think he's in danger? I don't know. I'm sure he's keeping something from me. I want you to find out what's behind it all. What's this fellow look like, the one watching the house? Tall, sort of tough-looking, not too well-dressed. What's your address? 14, 14, Anybody know you called me? No, 
No, my husband hasn't come home yet. Good. I'll pay you well, Mr. Runyon, if you'll only help me. Okay. Start out right now by putting $200 in an envelope and mailing it to me here at my office. But I'll pay you when I meet you. You're not going to meet me. At least not yet. What are you going to do? I'm going to watch the guy who's watching you. Hello, Runyon. Oh, fancy meeting you here. Why the forlorn look? I've been looking for a taxi cab for 15 minutes. I don't think there's one in town tonight. I don't use a squad car for joyriding. I don't want to advertise myself tonight. Working? Yeah. Which way are you going? I'm working, too. Okay, okay. I just thought maybe you'd give me a lift if you're going out my way. Which way is that? Out towards Cloverdale. Come on, get in. I'm going out that way, too. Boy, I hope I'm not too late. I wasted too much time already. What's the rush? Well, we got a tip tonight that a guy we've been looking for is hanging around acting suspicious out on Locust Avenue. Locust Avenue? Yeah, somewhere around a 1400 block. Who is this guy? Fellow named Cole. Steve Cole. He's been out of sight for four or five years. We figured he's probably dead. Then tonight we get this tip, and it sounds like Cole, so... Hey, watch it. There's a red light. Hey, Ryan. Hey, somebody's yelling at you. Who is it? Ah, Sammy Sampson, the reporter on the Daily Mail. Yeah, I wonder what he wants. You gotta do me a favor, fat man. What's the matter, Sammy? Take me out of 1440 Locust Avenue. Why? There's a big fire out there. The house is burning down. But you can't see her yet. It's against the hospital rules. But, nurse, I'm Brad Runyon. I don't care if you're Dick Tracy. You still can't see Mrs. King. She was badly overcome in that fire last night. I know that, nurse. But I've got to talk to her. It's important. Well, you couldn't talk to her anyway. Why not? Because she's unconscious. How is my wife, nurse? Has she regained consciousness yet? No, Mr. King. I'm sorry. We'll call you just as soon as she's able to talk. Thank you. Are you Thomas King? Why, yes. Why? Come over here a minute. I want to talk to you. I... I don't want to talk to any reporter. I'm not a reporter. I'm a detective. A detective? You're... You're from the insurance company? Insurance company? Yeah, yeah, that's right. What happened last night, King? Listen, you don't think that I... I don't know what I think yet. You know I only carried $5,000 insurance on the house. You're not thinking I set fire to my own house for that. Why not? It's been done before. But... You know, in the present market, I couldn't have replaced the house for less than 15000 Why did you carry only 5000 if you knew it would take fifteen to replace the property? I was just foolish, I guess. I intended to get more, but I just kept putting it out. You see, my business hasn't been doing so well. I, I own a garage. You know how it is. You just never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah. There are a lot of dopes in the world, but somehow you don't look like one of them to me. But... It's the truth, I tell you. How did the fire start? I'm not sure. It started somewhere on the second floor. By the time we discovered it, the whole house was on fire. Where was your wife? In the kitchen, I think. That's where the fireman found her. She was overcome by the smoke. And where were you? I was downstairs. Uh, downstairs in the basement. What were you doing down there? I, uh... I'd just come home a few minutes before... What were you doing in the basements? I... 
went down there to to get something. What? I. Well, uh, I I wanted some wine. I I kept my wine down there. Mr. Ryan, there's a phone call for you. Thank you, nurse. I hope now that you don't think that. I'll let you know later what I think. Here you are. Hello. Hello, Ryan. This is Mackenzie. Oh, hello, Mac. That job you were working on last night, where the fire was, was there a little skinny gray-haired guy mixed up in it? Not that I know of. Why? Because we just found his body down in the cellar. Burned to death? No. He was shot. Twice. In the back of the head. Hello. Yeah. Is this Mr. Runyon? You... Yes, I'm Runyon, but I'm just going out. I'm busy. You're not too busy to help me. Yeah. Please help me, Mr. Runyon. I'll make it worth your while. Look, honey, if I stopped to help every beautiful girl who thinks she needs it, I'd never get anywhere. I've got a murder on my hands. Maybe we have something in common. You're not as coy as you act, are you? Maybe not. Yes, sit down, Miss. Barry. Irene Barry. Why did you come in here, Miss Barry? I want you to find something that was stolen from me. At least I think it was stolen. Don't talk in riddles. What was stolen? An emerald necklace for $32,000. Ooh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of necklace. No police? No police. Why not? The necklace was smuggled into the country. I'm sorry, but in that case, I can't help Listen, you. Listen, the necklace belongs to me. I haven't got it. When I get it, I'll pay the duty on it. Any idea who stole it? Maybe. Meaning? Meaning it was stolen from the man who smuggled it in for me. Where is he? In the morgue. With two bullet holes in the back of his head. You got around, don't you? Want to tell me about it? Will you help him? It will cost you. Uh, I don't have much money. You're pretty well dressed. Uh, but I, I don't have too much money. Give me your pocketbook. I will not. Take your hand off my bag. Take it easy, beautiful, and sit down. You've got no right to open my bag. Oh, oh broke, huh? Five hundred or five... Fifteen hundred dollars. Here's five hundred for you. You took a thousand dollars. You can't give that money back to me. Want to call the police? But... $1,000. I'm expensive. But that's all. Okay, then. I won't take the case. Here's your bag. No. No, wait. Please. I guess I can't afford it. That's better. Now, tell me about it. Where did this necklace come from? From Shanghai. I was there before the war. And the guy with the bullet holes in his head? His name was Charlie Griffin. He said he would smuggle the necklace in, and he made a deal. He gave me an address here in the city and told me to meet him there. What was the address? 1440 Locust Avenue. A man named Thomas King was there. Go on. When I got there, the house was burning down. This morning, I read in the paper about the body found in the basement. I went to the morgue. Griffin. Stop lying. You were watching the house night before last. All right, I was lying, but only a little. I did go out there, but I was afraid to go in, so I watched to see if Charlie might come in or out. He didn't. There was a man watching the house, too. What about him? Man? I didn't know what man. A thug named Steve Cole. Know him? No. No, I don't know him. He must have killed Charlie and taken the necklace. You expect me to believe that story? 
Why would this Griffin give you the address of a stranger? A stranger? Mrs. King was Charlie Griffin's sister. I'd like to see Mrs. King, nurse. Has she regained consciousness yet? Yes, but you can only stay a minute or two. That's her room right across the hall. <coughs> Beg your pardon. Get out of my way. Take it easy, brother. What's that? Who is it? Brad Runyon, Mrs. King. Mr. Runyon? What did he The one you hired last night before the fire, remember? Yes, yes, of course. How are you feeling? Much better. They say I can leave the hospital soon. Good. Why didn't you tell me the truth, Mrs. King? What do you mean? Why didn't you tell me about your brother? Your child. Well, what happened, Mr. Runyon? Suppose you tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I only just tell you. Who was the man that left here just as I came in? I, I don't know. But he was a man who was watching the house. What did he want? He said he was a friend of Charlie's. He said Charlie had a package to London. He thought I knew where it was. Do you know? No, no. I don't know what it all means. When did Charlie show up? Four days ago. I hadn't seen him for five years. He acted strangely. Seemed afraid. But my husband. What about your husband? I think he knew something about Charlie. And it frightened him. Who killed your brother, Mrs. King? I don't know. Was he in the house when the fire started? I don't think so. Did you kill him? No, no. Why would I kill Charlie? He was my brother. I loved him. Did your husband kill him? I. I don't know. He knew something. There was something. Who was the one in that man who was here? I'm afraid he's going to... What? I don't know, but I'm, I'm afraid, terribly afraid. Where is your husband? He's gone to the undertaking parlor to see about my brother's funeral. Is my husband in danger? No, Mrs. King. But somebody else may be. Who? A good-looking girl named Irene Barry. Open up, sweetheart. It's me, Runyon. Mr. Runyon, you... Yeah, yeah. Come on, open the door. I'm glad you've come. I tried to call... You always greet visitors with a gun? Who sucked you in the eye? Hey, what happened? This room looks like an unmade bed. That rotter. He came here. He wanted the necklace. Why did you lie to me? Is it Steve Cole? Yeah, that rotter. Save it. Go down there now and tell me the truth. How'd you find me? How did you know where I was staying? I saw your hotel key in your bag this afternoon when you paid me. Oh. Come on, baby, start talking. You do know Cole, the guy who was watching King's house, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I know him. We came back to the States together. He was going to help me get the necklace. But when you got here, you thought you could do better on your own. That isn't true. He tried to ditch me. He wanted to get it for himself. What happened tonight? He came here to my hotel room. First, he was nice and tried to explain his running out. He thought I had the necklace, and when I told him I didn't, they hit me. Did you have the necklace? No, no. I told you Charlie had it. You told me a lot of things. But that's the truth. I swear it is. Did Cole kill Charlie Griffin? Yes, he must have. But he didn't get the necklace? No. Then there's only one other person who could have it. Who? King. 
And Steve Cole must have guessed that by now. Come on. Where are we going? The funeral parlor. I, I'm sorry, but Mr. King left just a few minutes ago. He thought that everything was satisfactory. Is anybody with him? Why not? Oh, a, a gentleman did call to see him just before he left. They were talking in the front parlor where Mr. Griffin's body is laid out. I believe the gentleman's still in there. Uh, thanks. We'll just look in and pay our respects to the deceased. Uh, right through that door over there. Be careful. Away. What? That's not Steve. <laughs> no. What are you doing here, Mac? Well, I came over here to talk to King. Who's this girl? A client of mine. She mixed up in this business? Maybe. How many clients have you got in this case? What's he talking about? Nothing, sweetheart. He's a cop. Where did King go, Mac? He had a call from the hospital saying his wife was dying. Dying? Give me that phone. Huh? I just left her a couple of hours ago. She was ready to be released. Who are you calling, Brad? Hospital. Welcome General Hospital. I'd like to talk to Mrs. Thomas King. She's in room 708. Just a moment. I'm sorry, sir, but... Is she too ill to talk? Why, no, sir. She isn't here. She was released from the hospital over an hour ago. And how do you know King will be in his garage? I don't know it. But when a man's home is burned down, it seems to me that his office is a good place to look for him. Oh. Well, there's an attendant. Yeah. Hey. Yeah? We're looking for Mr. King. Have you seen him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's upstairs in his office. Came in about half an hour ago. I was working under the car there, and I just happened to look up and see the two of them. The two of them? Was somebody with him? Well, yeah, there was... Come on, Mac. (laughs) Mr. Onion, I... Well, looks like we're too late. It's King, all right. Give me that gun, Mrs. King. I didn't do it. I, I didn't shoot him. Is he dead, Mac? Yeah, he's dead. Three slugs on him. I didn't kill him, I tell you. He was there when I got here. I just came in. The gun was lying on the floor beside him. What were you doing with the gun in your hand? I, I don't know. I heard you coming up the stairs and I thought... What did you think? I was frightened. I thought the murderer was coming back. You'd better think of a better story than mine. It's the truth. What are you doing, Ryan? I'm looking for something that King should have had on him. What? Shouldn't have it. Where is it, Mrs. King? What? What are you talking about? The necklace. Necklace? I don't know what you mean. What's this about a necklace, Runyon? Never mind. Come on, Mrs. King, give it to me. But I don't understand. I haven't any necklace. Never mind about the necklace, Mrs. King. You're under arrest for the murder of your husband. No gun this time. Why, Mr. Runyon, I didn't expect you at this hour. You keep late hours, don't you? I thought you'd be in bed. I wasn't sleeping. I thought I told you not to open the door without knowing who was outside. I, I guess I forgot. Not afraid anymore? I, I... I guess not. Mind if I come in a minute? No, no, I don't mind. You look tired. I am tired. Would you have a drink? Uh-huh. Maybe a drink would help. Why did you come up to my room? Where did you go after you left Mackenzie and me tonight? I, I came here to my hotel. Why, what happened? What's the matter? King was murdered tonight. Murdered? You dropped a glass. 
Who killed him? I thought maybe you did. Me? You don't think did that you? I... No, no, of course I didn't. Don't lie to me. If you killed him, I want to know. But I didn't. I swear I didn't. You've got to believe me. You do believe me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I believe you. Give me that drink. The police have arrested Mrs. King. Did she kill him? I don't think so. You must have been too cold. Yeah. Right. Sit here on the sofa with me. You trust me, don't you? Why? Maybe it's because I've got to. Maybe it's because I think you're too beautiful to be mixed up in anything like murder. Then you don't really think I'm so bad, do you? You're an awful liar, sweetheart. You haven't come clean with me yet. Maybe. Maybe you haven't come clean with me, have you? That's supposed to mean. Yes. I like It's nice perfume, baby. No. When I could do all right, we'd swear with each other. Maybe we could. I'll make you proposition. I'll split 50 50 with you. You'll give me my necklace. Think I've got it? You know where it is. You're a wrong baby. I know where it isn't. What do you mean? King didn't have that necklace. But he must have had it. How do you know? Quit stalling and come clean with me. Why, well, I, I don't... King killed Charlie Griffin, didn't he? Yes. Did you see him do it? Yes. I, I, I was looking through the basement window. And he took the necklace? I think so. The fire started just then. I had to run. But you just said King didn't have the necklace. He didn't have it on him when he was murdered. Why are you so sure of that? Nobody in his right mind would have had that necklace in his pocket if he was going to meet a guy like Steve Cole and make a deal with him. That phone call he got at the funeral parlor was from Cole. It was probably a threat telling King to meet him. You mean a call about his wife dying? Yeah. That was King's gag to get away from Mackenzie. Wait a minute. What's the matter? What a dope I am. Come on, honey. Where are we going? Back to the funeral parlor. It's locked. There's a light on the front room. I can see Charlie Griffin's coffin and the flowers. There must be somebody here. These places usually have a man on duty all night. Let's go around and try the back door. Why did we come back here to the funeral parlor? For a couple of reasons. I don't understand. You will. You go back there. It's not locked. Don't you think you ought to knock first? No. This is the door where they bring you out feet first. We're going in head first. Dark in here. Quiet. There's a light shining at the door at the end of the hall. What was that? Somebody's here. Yeah. I don't think they've ever seen any visitors. I don't like this place. I don't know if it's going to be too much power in the daytime, but at night. The door the front hall. Is it? Let's have a look in the front hall of everything's about yes. Do we have to go in there? Yes. There's nobody in here, either. Nobody but Charlie Griffin. Oh, this place gives me the creeps. I don't like being in a room with a dead person. Don't worry, sweetheart, you're not. What are you talking about? This coffin's empty. Empty? Yes, Charlie's body is oh, gone. Oh, listen, did you hear that? Yes. Keep this closet over here. Oh, quick! Take that gag off him and I'll untie these ropes. 
What happened? I, I don't know exactly. I, I didn't hear the body. I didn't hear anybody come in, but suddenly somebody hit me on the back of the head. When I came to just now, I tied up in that closet door. Any idea how long you were out? Well, well it, it was about one when I got hit. I remember I just looked at my watch. Only a few minutes after one now. What happened to Griffin's body? Why, why I don't know. Isn't it? That, that's not the same coffin. Somebody must have moved it out and put that one in its place. But why? Was the lid on Griffin's coffin bolted down? Yes, yes, I, I bolted it tonight. Where did this coffin come from? From the room where we keep the extra coffins. Down in the warehouse. Show me the room quick. Yes, it's right down the hall here. Follow me. Yes. Turn on lights in there from out here in the hall. Just here by the door. What? Yes, Mister Griffin's coffin over there. Yeah. Somebody was trying to open it. But why would anybody? Can you open this coffin? I yes, certainly. It's easy if you know how to slip the box. Open it up then. Come on, open it. You are Griffin in there. Yeah, uh, it's here all right. Yeah, just as I thought. Oh. This was in the coffin, too. The necklace? But, oh, well, how'd you get in there? King dropped it in there this afternoon when he got that phone call from Cole. He intended to get it out before Charlie was buried, but he was killed before he had a chance to do it. Then Cole was... Hey, it won't be there long. Oh, I heard the book Let me out. Let me out. Who put that gun on the floor? Oh, here it is. Who's that in the coffin? It's the guy who socked you. He was hiding in here. Now, hand me that phone over there. Yes, sir. You all right, baby? Yeah, I guess so. You want to sit on top of the coffin with me? It's kind of a hard seat. No, thanks. Hello, operator. Get in police Right. Give me the necklace, Mr. Runyon. Not yet, sweetheart. Oh, it's mine. Give it to me. Wait a minute, baby. You'll get everything that's coming to you. Hello, Mackenzie. Yeah, that you, Runyon? I've got your murderer here. You can turn Mrs. King loose now. Where are you? Sitting on top of a coffin. A coffin? Yeah. Your murderer's inside. His name is Steve Cole. Remember him? Is he dead? No, not yet. He's just getting used to his new home. <laughs> Uh, what's it to be, Buster? Ham and eggs okay with you, Mac? Yeah, sure. And two orders of ham and eggs. Oh, wait. Make it three orders. I'm hungry. Coming up. Now, listen, Ronnie, I don't want this. Necklace, why'd you give it to me? You better take charge of it until the court decides who owns it. The girl says it's hers, but nobody knows. Maybe they'll decide it belongs to Mrs. King. Or she could sure use the dollar to bring. Yeah. It was a tough break not having enough insurance. Hey, by the way, Ronnie, what about that fire? Who started it and why? Mac, some things that happen in this world are just coincidences. I hate to disillusion you, but that fire was just an accident. Gee, how about a piece of that apple pie while we're waiting for the ham and eggs? (laughs) 
It seems I spend my life in getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. So long. Welcome back. Well, uh, nice use of coincidence there. And of course, Brad definitely has a point. Not everything that happens uh, in real life would tie into any sort of mystery that was going on at the time. So that the fire was accidental uh, was, uh, yeah, I think, fair enough. It was kind of interesting with the fire, the way that it worked out with Brad driving out there. You know, you... You know, he had the reporter jump in, you know, and after he had Mac jump in uh, to get a ride. You know, it, it, it is, you know, I, I will say as a big guy, it is something, I don't know the size of the other guys, but it's something if you get, um, you know, multiple big guys into a car. Uh, I remember I was taking uh, my manager, my supervisor, and a coworker, and all of us were big guys, and we all got crowded into uh, one car, and it was kind of like a clown car. So I wonder if that was uh, what was going on in this case. All right, well, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Lise, Patreon supporter since July of 2017, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. And that will do it for today. If you uh, are enjoying the podcast, please rate it wherever you download your podcast from, and we certainly welcome a review as well. If you uh, do listen to this on YouTube, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, hit the bell for uh, notifications of new episodes. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of The Fat Man. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham signing off.